0: We also we both made a game called Shephard, uh, which was a jam game where we, the main character had an eye patch. Oh yeah, and so mm-hmm. we were like, oh yeah, this kind of feels weird because the eye patch is very noticeable and it keeps flipping eyes. <laughs> yeah, that's so everybody's so like, Sam, like, Sam I, you're gonna so need to Sam do something. Sam just put an eye patch on both <laughs> eyes. <laughs> <Bunch. Scotch. laughs> Hey everybody, welcome to episode 89 of Coffee with Butterscotch, the game dev comedy podcast, of Butterscotch Shenanigans. I'm Seth and I'm the games programmer. I'm Adam and I'm making 7 Up yours. I what? <laughs> I'm Sam and I'm drinking two liquids that I should not be drinking simultaneously. One of them is also 7 Up and, and the, the other, other is coffee. coffee. <laughs> oh, I thought the other was Up Yours. Oh God my mouth is, feels disgusting. I'll well, just keep at it. It'll, right. it'll pan out. <laughs> that, is, that is always the fix. Is if yeah. something is horrible, just keep doing just it. Just keep doing it. Listen, if you're going through hell, just keep on going. Yeah. You know? yeah. Just stay there in hell. Eventually, eventually you run out of 7-Up or coffee, and then and you, then you die. kind even it out. And then, <laughs> you and then you die. <laughs> <so>. Steps <laughs> of true nightmares. Also, yeah. today is March 14th, <laughs> 2017. <laughs> also known as Pi Day. Happy Pi Day. Oh, right yeah. It? 3. Day. 3.14. Wait, hold on. Wait. It's... Wait, what day is it actually? Because I couldn't understand <laughs> the the words, and now I'm confused. It's Pi Day. It's three it's four, three, 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 three 14. fourteen. Okay. Yeah, that's true. That is Pi. Yeah. And somehow uh, I thought it was something else entirely. And so that I was like, that doesn't sound like dur- at all. And during this podcast, <laughs> we're, we're gonna hit uh, one fifty nine, which I believe oh are the next three digits. 159 Indeed. So uh, that's a uh, that's a big deal. It's an important uh, Also, point. anything could happen on this show. There's gonna be profanity, and then we're also gonna talk about very. Interesting uh, sort of adult theme. Quantum things. mechanics things. Bills, bills, uh insurance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How do sunglasses work? More refinancing you your mortgage. Mm-hmm. How do sunglasses work? How do you wear contacts? I got for like a those polarized, polarized lenses and drying out your eyes? Yeah. yeah. You know? Lots uh, of life pro tips. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. we don't know the answers to any. We of those don't know the answer to them, but we're gonna talk about them. Mm-hmm. And those are the kinds of things that you can expect on a game dev comedy podcast. That's right. And or uh, if you're watching politics, just people talking about things they know nothing about. Exactly. Uh, so we're going <laughs> to So if you if you don't do that, <laughs> get out wait, of here. If you wait, if you don't do that. You don't, yeah, if you don't do okay. that. All right. Listen, or just accept it as it is. <laughs> listen, chaps. Yes. We got we got three news bulletins. Uh, beep, for this beep, week, beep, read beep, me the beep, news, beep, beep, beep. and I say that because they are in a bullet-pointed list, which Ooh. I assume is a bulletin. Uh, so, bulletin number one: Sam is dead. Let's talk about that. This is actually, I think, I would, but I can't because I'm dead. Yeah. yeah, Sam's dead. I think this is the first time I've seen Sam since, since he died. Thursday or something? Like, yeah. Sam. Friday. Sam Friday. caught the the con plague at yes. GDC. It's really laid me quite low. Well, I think <gasps> I think he went to GDC with the Diana plague. Yeah. And then you got to GDC, and then we thought you just had that, but I think you actually got over that, but also accumulated. I don't know exactly what. I kind of I mean, got a perfect storm I, I was on Nyquil or Dayquil for 24 oh, well, hours. You got to make day. sure you get on the right one at the right time. Yeah, I assume you're on Nyquil or during I was, the day, you know, swa- swapping. Yeah, yeah. So I could be most. If drowsy. you take Dayquil at night, you're, you're, the whole thing's fucked. Yeah, yep. but so I, I was on one of those two cold pills literally for 24 hours a day during GDC, and I was functional and also Sudafed. And also some and also musanax, the musanax just really. I feel I was you was might have overshot with your. No, you undershot. If anything, I think I did because <laughs> so when I got back, the day I got back, then I stopped taking all that stuff because I got back. And the whole world fell apart, and then my world imploded, and I proceeded to get 103 degree fever for a day, and then oh my god, fevered and shivering and stuff, and then somehow randomly I woke up. Woke up on Tuesday, I felt amazing. You guys saw I came back in yeah. the office. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I come running in like burst Super through Seth wall like Kool Aid man. I'm yeah. my, let's you Dude, had that. Yeah. You had that pep in your step. And then uh, Tuesday night, you died. I died again. So and then I came back to work on Thursday or Friday. And then and then I died again. Died. Every weekend. So I'm <laughs> I'm wondering when the seesaw is gonna quit. Uh, I, can't I don't quit know. You. I don't know. But uh, it's rough going to these conventions, you know, because you you shift oh, time zones, so your mm-hmm. sleep schedule gets gets kind of offset. Oh yeah, and the daylight savings and fucking the daylight time. Savings. What is yeah. that? Yeah. Give me a break. And still, most of my clocks can't change themselves, you know? I've gotten so used to my phone. Even my fucking laptop can't change itself. What? It's a goddamn laptop. It Don't can't? Just it, it has laptop? a whole brain in it, you know? Oh, mine did. Did mine do it? sounds like maybe, it just maybe takes a, a personal <laughs> Oh wait, No, no. no I, was, I was thinking of when we were when we were traveling. <laughs> oh, oh, we that was, that time zone. oh, that was a time zone. That was a time yeah, zone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the time zone it didn't adjust to. But yeah, it does adjust to like, Yeah, so yeah. I think, you know, That's just true. getting kind of yo-yoed around through the sands of time. Yeah. It really kind of... Speaking of yo-yo, Game Maker 2 came out last week. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're switching to it. It's great. You should, too, if you're using Game Maker. Game Maker 2... This rock. Also, I I cannot believe how much faster it compiles because when I was working on Crashlands, sometimes I'd be sitting there for like three to four minutes waiting for the game to, like, just to save. And some of you listeners may be listening to this being like, that is a very short period of time, but except if, if you're if doing you were it, thinking that you haven't been. If you're doing that. it 30 times a day, yeah, and also where your computer is is at 100% CPU during this, so you can do you can't do anything else. else. So you just like you hit Control S and then you just kind of stare at a green bar for four minutes. Yeah, yeah. Um, like hell, it's it's, not the best. it's just hell on earth. Yeah, and it's not good for your mental state, you no. know, because you're like, oh, I, I need to I need to move that little like piece of text five pixels to the left. So you you change one character in your code mm-hmm. and then you hit control S. Wait, wait four minutes. Well it's actually a minute. as a consequence, then Seth would program for like three hours at a stretch and just be like, I don't want to look at that bar for three minutes. So I'm just gonna do yeah you <laughs> got to do <laughs> things programming, yeah. super dangerous. Yeah. And Except then a thousand things are broken. Every now and then you do it, you program for three hours and mm-hmm. then you hit play and just everything works. Yeah.
1: At it that is, point at that rare. point you could
0: just be like Look, well, I can go home now. Right. Yeah. Because the like whole day of work. Because the rest of my day was going to be fixing all the bugs I produced in the first three hours. And <laughs> well, I'm yeah. done for the day. Uh-huh. But yeah, game maker two, super good. Um. Also, bulletin item number 2 mm-hmm. The dads came to visit for a week. That's true. Oh yeah. They were like, "Hey, come on, we're gonna come on down to St. Louis, uh, because it's springtime." And we're gonna help you Birds guys. are chirping. Sun's out. Yeah, we're gonna mm-hmm. help you guys with uh with some just general you know like yard stuff. Help you get your mm-hmm. outdoor spaces a little mm-hmm. bit more. Because none of us know. We're, we we've all lived in the city for too long, and we don't know how we've, the outdoors. We've work in and How does plants do? How do plant grow? Yeah, we've regressed horrendous. into these kind of urban jungle folk. Yeah, you know. Because we we can 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 tell all the kinds of concrete, but not all the kinds of, you know, tree. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That concrete needs at least three hours of sunlight a day in order to grow, not look wilty. Right. Some concrete, you know, is better in a damp environment and that Mm -hmm. sort of thing. Yep. We got that down. We got that. But as soon as it comes to weeds or flowers, we can't tell the difference. Nope. So uh, so we need some help. So they came down. But there was an important lesson that I learned, which is if you like a thing, (coughs) it's not a weed. That's true. And if you don't want it to be there, it is a weed. That's actually yeah. the, that's the difference, <laughs> which means it's a functional usage. I used right? to grow yeah. up yeah. thinking I wanted a weed garden because then you would never have to weed it. But but, you, then but it if that's all the definition, weeds. then you can't because mm-hmm. yeah. as soon as you want a thing, it's not a weed anymore. Yep. And then you got to pull out the other stuff. So Whoa. one approach is just to want. is <laughs> just to want all the things you have. And then there are no weeds. It's a good way to do it. That's like the gardening monk's life. Yeah. Another option is to have all the things that you want. That was pretty <laughs> good, too. Yeah. <laughs> Another option is just to pour concrete over your garden. Yep. Yeah. That's option three. That's, that's, how and then resume resume living the as raised earth option. Yes. Yeah. So resume living in the concrete jungle. Yeah, or a parking lot of mine. Yeah. So life. the dads came by to basically help us do landscaping on our places. And then, and then because we're in St. Louis and the weather yo-yos around like crazy, uh, it was, Thirty degrees. It started snowing. Yeah, the whole week prior it was in the seventies. Yep. As soon as they arrive, blizzard, snow. It's still snowing. Ice, still snowing yep. outside. Uh it's probably gonna be snowing and cold just until for the next Probably week, until so. the day that my bet my guess is that the day they leave. Yeah, it's probably days. The birds be will be chirping, yep. yep. Flowers are blooming, little kids will be outside riding scooters around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh it's just the way it's just the way things go sometimes. Uh, and also, finally, finally, we can get to the third news item that mm-hmm. I think is something that we really need to talk about. Okay, How is that? Uh, it says Adam is a cookie ninja. <laughs> yeah, Adam. I don't quite is know. That, is that true? I didn't put this in here. I didn't prepare the podcast doc. Well, you're looking at me. So for? somehow, we have a news item about Adam stealing cookies and he claims no ownership over them. <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about. So I brought, what was it? I brought like a dozen and a half cookies in the office last week. It's the possible. one day that I was Why here. Why would you bring 12.5? Did you eat half of A dozen and a half. A dozen and another half dozen. <laughs> oh. Uh, yeah. A dozen. Not- a dozen. <laughs> not 12 and a half. And a half dozen cookies. and a half. <laughs> <laughs> and Carry uh, on. So I, I left them here. And then I, by the time I got back on Friday, they were all gone. Okay. Yeah. It was 12 cookies. They were for the office and the office ate them. And, and then that half then- cookie also was gone yeah and then today i brought in some more cookies and i think there's one left maybe two yeah well i, I actually mean, have not <laughs> eaten any of those ones i've been eating all the ones that tifa brought yesterday i mean you put those cookies there what do you what do you think's gonna happen yeah what do right. you think is gonna happen i mean i don't know i guess <laughs> it, I say, it doesn't say sam's cookies only do I was eat, gonna say you know eat, dead dove eat in moderation i don't know maybe is that i don't even understand too much those to words ask. together Yes. why would you eat cookies in moderation and are you exactly. insane i'm just yeah. worried that adam's gonna get diabetes every time i bake I'm like well he can, can only make? get it once yeah <laughs> I mean, he's not gonna get it he's not gonna get it every no, time man, it's, a, it's a stacking debuff diabetes true, yeah get one stack Six applied stacks. every time every time, you, every time you eat a dozen cookies then mm-hmm. it turns into a boolean switch yep we've all been there yeah uh, let's get on let's get on to some questions <laughs> These questions come from podcast.bscotch.net, mm-hmm. and since we got we got a lot of things going on in the studio, but we can't talk about pretty any much of any of them, uh, which is why we're our news items are pretty tame this week <laughs> and random, uh, which is great though because now we have the whole time for questions. All right, so first All right, question. Hit me, Seth. First question comes from Col Benito hey. hey, was that wait? Like that's like <laughs> with with Benito K O L oh Colbenito Benito, Col Benito. Col- Colbinito says, I found out about you from your podcast, bought all your games for iOS. Your personality comes through in your games. What do you do when you want to spin the gears to come up with new ideas? I'm impressed with yeah, I'm I'm impress- impress- your commitment. Your commitment to the Robo voice. Because that was a long question. <laughs> that was a really long one to choose to do a voice for. <laughs> I just loved that, like, the first three sentences... Were just these kind of short statements with periods, and I thought this person might be a robot. Hmm. Sounds like something a robot would. So do. I'm trying to I'm trying to bring in the character of the question after a <coughs> bit more. That's fair. All right, so I think how to, do we spin up ideas? So, uh, yeah, hmm. what what do we do when we want to spin the gears? Which is another thing a robot. Would Here's say. our secret. Our gears are always spinning. Yep. Yeah. Really, the problem is stopping coming up with new ideas. Because at a certain point, at a certain point, you have to do the thing that you thought of. Yeah, that's the hard part too. Yep. You're like, <laughs> ah. like, I'm gonna think about how cool this whole thing would be, and then and then it comes time to do it. And you're like, mm, maybe I should instead of doing this one, I'm gonna spin up another idea because it's fun spinning yeah. up ideas, mm-hmm. starting things is dude, it's m- incredible. It's, it's a good blast. time. You're like, oh my God, the world is our oyster. Mm-hmm. Literally, it's an oyster. I've known a lot of people yeah. who are novel starters, you know, where they mm-hmm. start writing a novel and then they move on mm-hmm. and start the next one. Yep. People, people are game starters. They start making games or even start playing games. Yeah. It's going to the next one, right? Starting it, things is probably one of the best pastimes. What is it? It's like, it's like the yeah. peril of choice, right? Because you you have to at some point say, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to, yeah, I'm not going to choose something. Like I'm choosing this. I'm gonna go do it, and most people have a very hard time with that. That's why, yeah, actually. that's why you always want to wear like six shirts at a time, right? Because that way, at any time you can, <laughs> any time you can rip one off, and then you've got right, you've got but, another fashion going on. But unfortunately, you've you've now forced your decision making down to six. Because actually, in that case, I mean, you, it is you've only made one decision there, which is not to wear. In what order you should wear your stack of shirts. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, unless you're you, now constrained, all unless these you decisions, pull one off and then put it back on under your other shirts, you know, kind of <laughs> without taking those ones off, I assume. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah, well, because yeah. I mean, that's easy to do, right? You kind of put it under the collar, right? Yeah, so, you yeah, like, know, under, under there. Do. That's, just how, that's how I put my collar. Actually, on. You know, that's actually, probably impossible. I think it I think is. No, I'm actually never without a shirt because anytime I need to put on a fresh shirt, I just put it on underneath the one that I'm wearing and then just take those Does your skin count as a shirt? No. Nah, man. But back to the question, I think. Not uh, according to laws. Which part's the hard part? Is it actually working on the stuff? Because so... Yes. So, for example, I came in today. Well, the, qu- the question specifically is what do we want to do when we want to come up with new ideas? Like, well, is, is, the there, pro- is there is there a deliberate same. process? or I mean, because I think... No, it's when deeper you go, the more ideas you get about. It's when there's a vacancy. That's when the ideas come. So in other words, the ideas are always there. It's like it's like a power vacuum, right? Mm. Once an idea gets finished because you're done working on it, then suddenly thousands of other ideas rush in to fill the gap. Which isn't to say that they're good. No, they're just they just are exist. Yeah. Mm And that's I think the problem because when it, like anytime we're we're post launch of a game, this is an interesting problem we have because there's always the question of do we continue working on this or do we do something else? And oftentimes we'll just stay in that I don't know what to do stage for weeks, and then finally once we decide either to continue working on something, and suddenly we have hundred ideas, but what to do with it? Or if we decide oh no we're gonna do something else, then now we've got hundred ideas. It's pretty the, much it's immediately. the first decision point. The first cut is the deepest, you know. It is, yeah, baby, I know, yeah. All right, next <laughs> question comes from Zubi three one one. You gave two talks at GDC recently. Yeah. Are those available online to watch? One no, of them. One is. of them is. Yeah. One of them is, which is the good one. I mean, they're both good. Like <laughs> <laughs> But the one that people will probably be more yeah, interested, be interested in. Uh, yeah, the crashlands postmortem is up. Uh, I think it's on the. It's in the GDC vault in the free section. And the I think we're going to probably try to get a link to it up on our oh, web We just make a oh, bitly web a site. We have a- What should the bitly link be? We should make it as confusing as possible. How about bit.ly slash the word hyphen <laughs> spelled out, and then an underscore, and then the word underscore- <laughs> Followed by a hyphen. All caps. Followed by an actual hyphen. All caps. All caps. All caps. But, but the, <laughs> the, wor- the, the word, word all caps. All caps, but in all lowercase. In camel case. Yeah. But the word in camel in case. In camel case. Okay. <laughs> So just look for that link. <laughs> uh, super easy to find. All right. Next question comes from T04 Glovern. Mm. Glo- <laughs> Glovern? Maybe a Glovern? Glovern. It's when Glover. you're governing with a glove. Bri- <laughs> <F. laughs> glo- the, the Glovern is a magical gauntlet. He's the Glovern. Whoever wields it is a governor. It's mm. not a very good gauntlet, honestly. The Gloverner, the Gloverner, T O Four Gloverner says, "What system mechanic or artistical wizardry are you guys most proud of that typically has gone unnoticed in your titles?" <laughs> <laughs> Sam must be thinking of something. Just in the titles, in the. T- <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, our titles all move. You know, nobody ever says anything about. Everyone's it was like, like, hey, that. that's vibrating. Yeah, like you go on the main menu and you kind of <laughs> see, it, you kind of see it wiggling around. Nobody ever. Uh, I will say, nobody I ever think, reviews the title. You know, no. there's there's a lot to be said for a good title. And I think that- <laughs> Uh, as far as things that are, like, unnoticed, I think the fact that we cover up every animation with explosions. No, I think even better <laughs> is the fact that we basically don't animate most things. We literally don't. Like, so, for example, <laughs> all of the creatures in Crashlands and Flux always look at the camera, even yeah. when they're moving away from the camera. Mm-hmm. Yep. Nobody fucking notices. They actually <laughs> only look in one direction. And, and then we, we just flip We just them. mirror image yep. them. It yeah. the other thing, too is, like, a lot of people think, you know, if you make something that isn't symmetrical, if you, you know, mirror image it, you should... Or if you're going to flip it, you should probably, like, have the another drawing so that... The oh, lighting's do correct. That. Maybe or do that just, it's just, it's just it. mirror flipped. Yep. So it can be... <laughs> it can be a little confusing because there's there are a few... Uh, character heads, right? So, like, the Tentrum have, have their heads that are asymmetrical. But they have, like, a, like a broken horn yeah, yeah. or something but there's like, like that. I If I remember correctly, I think there's, like, one that's broken on one side and one that's broken on the other side. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But <laughs> so when you flip them. When you flip them, you can't tell which one is which. <laughs> <laughs> We also we both made a game called Shephard, uh, which was a jam game where we, the main character had an eye patch. Oh, yeah. And so mm-hmm. we were like, oh, yeah, this kind of feels weird because the eye patch... Is very noticeable and it keeps flipping eyes. Yes, yeah, so Sam, somebody's he's like Sam, I, you're gonna so need Sam to do just something. put an eye patch on both eyes, <laughs> <laughs> which, which was, was sort awesome. of the opposite solution that I was hoping for. But uh, they made a very iconic character choice, though. So it's it brilliant. He's now the, the blind double eye patch ship. And of course, it's weird too, because at that point, you would normally use sort of a blindfold <laughs> <It's good>. instead <laughs> of two <laughs> eye patches. But hey, what are you gonna do? You, you got two eye patches laying around. You're gonna use them. Mm-hmm. You know. You know. Right. Don't don't make waste. Next question comes from Farlin Thirty Four. You guys have stated before that it's hard to get hype built up with your design schedule. Have you considered mm-hmm. releasing these mini games that you have built as tests for your next big launch? I mean, we can't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Can't see our faces right now, which is uh, good. Well, but but the other part of this is is uh, something to consider is that if we make some weird little you know fun game over weekend or something, uh, which we do to practice, you know, sharpen our skills and that sort of thing, uh, it's actually not necessarily the case that you could just put that out in the wild in some way and you know put some sort of PR muscle behind it, get it mm-hmm. get it going, and then have that be somehow an assistant to the next game launch, right? Mm-hmm. So it isn't necessarily the case. You can build hype by releasing this kind of stuff that we put out. And not in fact, necessarily. Not necessarily. And in fact, if you were going to try to do that, you'd have to do it, you know, very, you have to do it very carefully by somehow making that game feel like it's about the next game and like mm-hmm. leading into it, having yeah. some way to kind of capture people when they play, you know, I know, mean, I mean if, you were gonna, if, if you were, you were going to do that. Hypothetically, sort of if this were all the yeah. docket. But, well, I think, I think importantly, people tend to only think up to the launch in terms of what work there is to be done. But what people tend to not realize is that launching a game is the start of an entirely new set of problems, mm-hmm. right? We didn't even recognize that. I mean, we, we thought we kind of recognized it before Crashlands launched, but yeah, if no you idea. if you put out a game that people wrong. like and that they are playing, then all of a sudden, a of especially especially with the way people are now accustomed to things like you know League of Legends or World of Warcraft or you know any any large longer term game, people will actually get angry. If at a certain point you go the game is done, and we're not gonna update it anymore mm-hmm. right uh, and now, and then you can kind of get accused of abandoning your fans or whatever um which we have been accused of mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. we've we've slowed down on updates on crashlands and stuff, yeah, because making an an entire new game for them is is abandoned, yeah, you. how dare we <laughs> so I don't know. It's it's kind of weird because like once you put a game out there, then there's a whole new set of expectations you got to worry about. So. Yeah. Well, and that also means, I mean, releasing a game is not free, right? It's actually enormously costly for taking a studio. Takes a lot to of time. I mean, even so, in you know, but even a small game. A good example. of This is actually uh, even like going to GC. We've talked about this before, but but there are costs beyond just say taking a week to go to a convention or yeah. something like that. Yeah, the first um, week was so scattered and distracted with us preparing for GDC that exactly. we lost that week also. And then you go to GDC, and, and then then everyone's then everyone's basically in and wounded. I will say though, after. next year I'm not going to prepare for GDC. Yeah, what's the point? Yeah, cool. Because we spent so much time reaching out to other developers, and they were all like to meet with buddy. them, and l- maybe true. less no, no. than a half a percent of them responded. Yeah. yeah. So you know, which is weird. So, also, the, we, so we, why bother? -hmm. Let's talk about this for a second. Let's let's talk about this. Because there's this list floating around that was all the, a bunch of devs who were going to GDC It had their contact info, what they were looking to get. Yeah. Bearing in mind that these people voluntarily went to this list and put their names on and put their contact info, putting what they are looking for and what help they're looking for. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we went through this list. uh, There were 300 people in it. Yeah. The whole squad went through this list of 300 people, broke it up on Sunday before GDC. And then we emailed about 40 people. Who specifically in the things that they were asking for that we wanted to do so We about. know things about that we could help. So people who are saying, "Oh, I'm about to launch a game on uh, mobile," or oh, "I'm about to launch a game on Steam," or "Oh, uh, I'm launching," I'm working on my second game, and I would like, like some. So it was it was all about it was, it was games. forty devs who put their names in this list, hoping to be contacted by other people who we definitely had something in common mm-hmm. with. So we did, and. None of them go back. None to us. of them so, responded. Yeah, Literally I, am totally down with just going to Jesus. I'm just gonna go. Yeah, yeah. And if you're if you're a dev, if you're listening to this, if you want to meet us next GDC, you just send us an email because we spent sent out like a thousand emails yeah. mm-hmm. before this GDC, and man, that response rate was abysmal. Yeah, it's just like launching a game. No, actually, launching a game is way more actually. Successful. really better. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So we're not doing that anymore. All right, next question <laughs> comes from Kula Bula mm, Bula says, are you now considering scrapping your question green light system mm. and introducing BS questions direct? Ooh. Yes. Uh, we so you just pay us to put your question yeah, on the podcast. We plan to charge between 500 Five thousand. and 5000 yeah. per question. Something like There's that. There's a lot of garbage too. questions coming in. So we got to get that, you mm-hmm. know, get that good rate. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Put a wall up, a money wall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually that would make the podcast Finally, start having some kind of a return, <laughs> <laughs> even if it was a dollar per question, you know. Uh, but seriously, we're not going to do that. No. This this is actually this question for those who haven't hit caught the news. This question is <laughs> a joke about uh, Steam removing their green light system for getting games. Uh, speaking approved. of Steam doing things, they Speak, yeah let's updated, updated their reviews again. Uh, that's true. Oh no! So they made an announcement that if you got the game for free at all. In any context. Meaning if like if I bought you the game as a gift, your review no longer counts. Ooh. So no reviews that weren't directly. So you can purchased. only review a game if you personally you can have a skin it. in the game. It, yeah, it just doesn't just, count. It doesn't count. I think that's fair. I think it is fair. But it is really interesting though. Or because is it? I don't know. I don't One care. of the <laughs> <laughs> but, but one of there's there's a whole market, there's a whole economy on on Steam of of reviewers who just ask every fucking person in the universe for a key yeah, we got in a return for yeah. reviewing their game. Right. We got an enormous number of solicitations for mm-hmm. that. Uh, when we launched Crashlands. Um, and of course we took advantage of all of them. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's you know. why we had such a good rating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. None of them uh, are, are real. Honestly. No. No, nope. that's but just, all, that's 5, just 000 000. all of our fake accounts yep. that we used. It took a long time mm-hmm. to it buy and the game It was game very back expensive. expensive. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually what we've been doing this past year. It's what we hired everybody for. Yeah. Now write more fake yeah, reviews. That's just reviews. Just pumping them out. Yeah, this is how you, this is how you become successful <laughs> yeah. in the games industry. Lie. Um, they just lie a lot. Yep. What are you going to say that? I don't <laughs> know. we are got to win down something about the economy of reviews? Uh, oh, the yeah, so of there's, this, there's this whole economy of of you know the sort of like dark... Economy of people just consuming Steam keys it's in exchange for reviews, uh, reviews right? Mm-hmm. It's the and seedy so, I'm wondering, yeah, I'm wondering if this is what they're trying to it crack be, down yeah, on, maybe. I think it 100% is. Um, yeah, because I think that makes, it makes sense to do it. Well, well and, that, and I actually. don't know if this is true, but what we've found at, with our mobile games is that as soon as a thing becomes free, people no longer self select when it comes to actually downloading it and playing it because if they have to pay a dollar then they'll think about it first decide if they might be interested in it and then get it so instead you get a much larger group of people who this game isn't even for frankly Mm -hmm. um and your review score goes down as soon as something is free so by by removing all free game reviews from steam i imagine you'll see a, a boost. In reviews, except yeah. potentially for titles that were kickstarted, potentially. Yeah. Because Kickstarter keys are also free players. So, yeah. So, is, right. there, is there anybody left who Steam could remove the power to give a review from? Because that's. Maybe just everybody else. So like if you bought it, <laughs> which really could be the best case scenario, actually yeah. just remove the, well, review I mean, system. this is interesting. Whatever view systems actually done. Well, this, for this is an interesting question because I remember, you know, going to comp USA mm-hmm. and you just go to the shelf and you just look at the game. Yeah. And then you decide, mm-hmm. you're like, yeah, this looks like a professional high quality mm-hmm. game. You open up your wallet and you see if the amount of money in there matches the number is on the equal thing. or greater <laughs> than. Uh-huh. And you're like, Yep. <laughs> and then you bought it. <laughs> then you it. And, but, uh, and honestly, that, worked, it worked, out, that yeah. worked out pretty good. Although, you know, for a game to get onto a store shelf, it was, it was curated. Yeah, them. it was a lot more costly so, to get there. Yeah, you know, what are you going to do? Take it or leave it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next question comes from GERF 99 <laughs> <laughs> uh, Girf99 says, hey guys, I just started listening to your podcast and they're great, but it would be cool to know. What? How you guys tackle health issues regarding game development. So, for example, arm strain or back <laughs> injury. <laughs> if you guys get that. We, we develop, develop in- real hard back injury? So, number one, quit Devin' on a laptop. Yeah. specifically a 13-inch MacBook. Why quit, are people doing this? Quit deadlifting while you're devving on your laptop. Yeah. Well, I mean, if, <laughs> if your form is good, then it's fine. <laughs> you just duct, duct tape your laptop to the bar. I, I mean, I don't have, like, a thrown-out back. No one's hurt their back or their arms working here. Yep. So, well, well, what you say, use we we use here is ergonomics. Ergonomics. We use, we take, uh we have actual monitors with adjustable heights, mm-hmm. and we have actual keyboards and actual mice. And then we just plug our laptops into those and just use a laptop kind of like a. We refer tower. to it as jacking in. Yeah. So like everybody in comes in in the morning, mm-hmm. jacks into their workstation because mm-hmm. he had, because really the back problems. And so the, the back problems come from bending down Having sort bad of, posture or sort of like hunching over your laptop, right? So if you bring your monitor up, mm-hmm. and you just, you, then you just sit in your chair like a straight, normal, like a human in the eye. Uh, and then, of course, for arm strain, Mm-hmm. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't get. What are you doing? I don't what know. are you doing? How hard know. are you developing? Especially with like, since I use a mouse for everything, I figured I would have gotten repetitive. But you do now, now use a vertical mouse. I do, but even before, but I use a laptop out. mouse for the first half of fucking Crashlands. Yeah. Like a little two incher. Yeah, I mean, I think it just comes down to the things like know. the height of your desk, the position of your mm-hmm. arm, the goodness of your keyboard. Well, I did get cancer though, so Who well, knows? That's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That might have been because of the tiny mouse. my arm. It could have been from the so ergonomics. could have been from that wireless from development. Man. Yeah, man. Yeah. I developed so hard. So you you overshot, but overshot. now you're back on track. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Except just don't do flu, whatever though. it was that Sam did, uh, <laughs> and you should be fine. All right, next question comes from also Koolaboola. Mm-hmm. Sam, how do you draw so quick? Hey. Do you use or not use references? Oh. Do you listen to or, or not, not listen, listen to <laughs> music <laughs> while drawing what is your secret what <laughs> is your secret is sauce- or is not to drawing so damn fast this is like tim the enchanter from <laughs> hey, monty Cula- python Cula Bula. you know what are you gonna do all right so first questions first i don't usually use reference images which I know is a terrible thing. So you so not use them. I do not use them. I probably should more. They'll probably actually make them. me faster or slower or slower. Who knows? Because then way. you have to go look at something.
1: All it's right. going to make you timer. draw
0: faster, but it's going to make you. Drought slower. Mm-hmm. Look at reference images slower because mm-hmm. doing it is slower than not doing it. Yeah, in general, I try to I try to I try to not do as many things as possible. Yeah, one of the keys to being fast at everything is not doing most things. Yeah, yeah, it's actually totally true. <laughs> I don't spend time. I don't spend time doing reference images. Cut out the chaff. Um, yeah, you cut out. The you chaff. don't use a, a a stylus. Yeah, I use mouse, so I don't need to. You know. You don't mm-hmm. have to worry about that that long time that it takes to move your hand onto the tablet. Oh yeah, no. Because it's already on the mouse. Yeah. Uh hotkey everything. Yep. Uh, that is that's a big one. That's a huge one. If you um, are, if you ever only are interacting with your computer with one hand, yeah. you're doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think well, I mean, even if like you, whenever I see somebody right-click a thing and, and click copy and then right-click somewhere else and click paste, yeah. I gotta slap them a little bit. I get the rage eyeballs. Yep. My eyeballs vibrate. <laughs> Oh, because so like a lot of people use. Well. You know, a lot of people use Gmail or like some sort of email client for some part of their day. A lot of people are in Excel or some form of sheets during their day. Some kind of sheets. A lot of people are inside of like a dock of some sort for a lot of their day. Too. Or a building. <laughs> <laughs> people are also Clothes. inside buildings. Um, people are inside lots of things. <laughs> they are. But so the question is, are you are you operating inside those things? Yeah. At- <laughs> At the highest possible speed oh, that point. you could be. yeah. Uh, People well, don't think about this, but though. it's not just about speed either, right? Because, yeah, if you cut out all the other stuff, then you're just doing fewer things. So you're not really going faster. You're just only doing one thing. It just takes less time, right? Yeah. <laughs> but it's not just about that. It's also about not splitting your focus, right? Yes. Don't be watching YouTube videos or listening to to podcasts. No. Turn I this shit up. Yeah, I can't listen or, to anything. Yeah, or maybe even... Using reference images, right? Because the question is, what is that thing doing for you? If it's if it's just mm. a thing that that if, if part of your mental process is just like this sort of uh, automatic looking at an image while you're draw while you're drafting a thing that sort of thing, then that's fine, right? But if what you're doing is actually splitting focus between looking at an image and thinking about it, and then coming back and drawing, right? You're actually doing two different tasks and splitting your focus between them. That's true. So what you should do probably is gonna look at the reference down. image, use your photographic memory to memorize it. Exactly. I mean, yeah. Obviously, yeah. No, there's, well, there's something else to this question that? that we need to we need to kind of poke in the eye, which is well, I do listen to music. Yeah, that's so fine. That that's fine. But you can listen to music; it's just the same song. On just repeat. put it on repeat. Yeah, it's got to be like like mindless. Four days. But, the, but the last the last part of this question is, what is your secret sauce to drawing so damn fast? And this reminds me of of people who say, like, what is your secret when they see somebody who's in shape, mm, right? Yeah. You're right. There is no. My secret is to exercise. There and is go to no the gym fucking secret. Day. You constantly and constantly work your ass off to improve at that particular yeah. thing. Well, right? and and pay attention uh, to the parts that are slowing you down. Right. Yes. I mean, so there's, there's this, was, the yeah. reason that Sam was hotkeyed everything was because at some point he was like,
1: I he moved my hand it. a
0: lot. Mm-hmm. I should have stopped doing this and then figured out a solution to stop. Doing yeah. That so it's, so all the things that, that we do are 100% process focused. So it's always at the end of each day, thinking back on what you did that day and asking, could I have done that better or faster mm-hmm. or other things I could have well, just so not been doing. There's, it's not, there's not a natural thing. It was, so we got, uh, we got that big Cintiq thing for, uh, for Tifa to work on as well as any other artist who joins our crew. And uh, she and I were chatting about, I this morning, I was like, Oh, do you have any new hotkeys you've been working on? So this is a conversation we have in the office frequently is, Oh, do you have any new hotkeys? How's your process? It's like a, it's yeah. like a, how was the weather yesterday? Do you have any new hotkeys? It's like, <laughs> yeah. so what cool or yeah. What cool new programming trick did you learn last Yeah, Well, so night? Tifa yeah, found out one interesting thing that I didn't know. So she shared that with me, um, which will actually has already sped up my process considerably. Um, but another one is that she said that, you know, the Cintiq has this it's a super cool device that you draw directly on. Um, basically, it's a monitor tablet thing. And it has a bunch- A mablet. Bunch, a mablet. And it has a Tabletor. ton of keys on, on either side. Now, the problem is, of course, that everybody has a dominant hand that they use to actually draw. Mm-hmm. So the fact that there's a shitload of buttons on the same side that your hand is- the same It's actually a problem. It's actually useless. Yep. Because um, she mentioned today, she's like, it'd be nice if all the buttons were just- on the left side, mm-hmm. so I like, can because she has that's the same. We, we hook her up with a Razer Nostromo. Boom, she has, she has it's way less go. access to hotkeys than I do. Mm-hmm. Actually, not with Razer Nostromo. I mean, you just go over there. Yeah, you just you just always have your hand on the little little thing. Even that one though doesn't actually have as many. Doesn't have enough hotkeys. It'll have. fifteen keys plus modifiers. Yeah. So you can get. How many have though? Control Alt Shift. So you can get that's six combos. So you can get about sixty hotkeys actually three combos because order doesn't matter. Oh, I mean, unless Absolutely. you start doubling up too. Yeah, or Side tripling box. up. Yeah, or tripling up. So you can only get like 300 hotkeys out of it. Yeah, so it's just not nearly it's enough. Not enough. So <laughs> I think a, b- a big part of it is, is using hotkeys. I do listen to music, but yeah, always always something on repeat. Um, Recently I've been doing, what I always go back to, is the Unlike Pluto remix of Ride by 21 Pilots. Nice. Super, super good song. I still just listen to Dar- Danny Baranowski, although now I've expanded that a bit to Google Play Danny Baransky Radio, <laughs> mm. so that it includes other, okay. 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 other game, games. other game artists or game, uh, yeah. game audio artists, and like and the and kind of some chip tunesy stuff. But it's all completely you're walking a dangerous line. Wordless, you know, good like action-heavy kind yeah. of stuff that feels. You're venturing good. beyond the borders of the Danny Nation. What was the, <laughs> you're uh, gonna get what was the final bit of the question? Oh, it was just uh, what's the secret sauce? Oh, I think I think approaching because you're if you're working in Inkscape, you have the ability to approach it like you're sculpting. And I think people, if you're just trying to draw something, it's it's easier to like fuck up a line or something. But you, if you think it. about yeah, think about it like in big ugly blocks first and then chisel inward from there. It's kind of like that thing when they go draw two circles and then just draw the rest of the owl. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, Because once you get that, that shape down on the outside, then the inside fills itself basically on Um, its own. You um, don't don't even have to do 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 anything. Just hotkey it. Yeah. Done. Yeah. Just hotkey the button that does the rest of the art and Mm -hmm. you're good to go. Yep. All right. Next question comes from Lethalor, who says... I like the trio aspect of the podcast. Is it too much trouble to have have subs in from the studio in the case that one of the buttery smooth brothers aren't there? No, we do it all the time. No, yeah, we've done that. All right, next question comes from (laughs) Melon, but the E is a three, so it's... It's Mithrilin. 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 It's like Merlin. Do you get creative blocks in what you do when coming up with concepts and or art block no, so <laughs> <laughs> people, you got to work there. on your phrasing on these questions. Okay, it's so, so let's talk about this. There's a book called War of Art that if you haven't read it, you should go goddamn read it. Yeah, read it it's right good. now. The War of Art, not the Art of War. That's a totally, no, totally different, different thing. Mm-hmm. War of Look, Art. It's about murder. Someone actually who I told actually didn't get <laughs> the Art of War, and they're like, I'm so confused. <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to jazz me up. It's yeah, like yeah. 700 pages of murder. <laughs> have you um, read The Art of War? I have not. I have read it actually. You're pretty good. They're like, hey, stab people when they're bad. Yep, that's the art of war. (laughs) (laughs) So The War of Art is a book written by Stephen Pressfield, who is a famous writer guy. And what he does, like what Stephen King does, so Stephen King's On Writing is also a very good book to read. Mm -hmm. They all say the same thing, which is... Do a lot. uh, Inspiration doesn't strike you. You strike randomly. it. You strike it. <laughs> yeah, that's actually true. Yeah. Inspiration doesn't strike you. You strike it. So you sit down in the morning at and nine a.m. Sl- and you slap just start the keys. fucking working, and then let the muse come to you. Don't worry about it. It'll go. You just work. You just got to work. Yeah. yeah there's so a just, I, just type garbage for an hour. Well, I think it's actually why I, I loved the the sheer volume of stuff that we had in Crashlands because it actually made it so I couldn't worry about anything. They had shit to do. I literally had so much had shit. They had 2,000 things to make. It yeah, was no, like, hey, the perspective around. of this chair is a little different than the previous chair. Too bad I like, the bad. next one better. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> right. Use all of it. Yeah. Yeah. There was a, uh, that other that podcast we mentioned a while ago called uh, How I Built This. Where mm-hmm. people talk about how they how they made cool shit. So the most recent one was the guy who did Five Hour Energy. Oh, cool! And he said something which was related to this and very on point, which is uh, inspiration is the wrong thing to look for and is useless. The thing that matters is determination. Hmm. So you just fucking decide I'm going to write. You don't wait to feel like you're going to write. You mm-hmm. know, you just you just start doing it. I like the phrase. Uh, there's a really great book called the The Artist's Way, which is just about developing your creative self. And one of the points she makes is, she says, you take care of the quantity and essentially let let the muse take care of the quality. And you just is, keep the 5% of stuff you made that was actually good. Exactly. You just got to make a volume of shit. Mm-hmm. Just keep on. Literal the most of it is shit. Yeah. You know, and you notice when you write code, yeah. you mm-hmm. come back and refactor. Yeah. Refactor you yeah, editing. You, always, you write first and you edit next, right? The mm-hmm. same in code. You code first, refactor next, mm-hmm. right? And you continue to refactor or you continue to edit. In an art, like I so said, I just finished... I guess I can't talk about it, finish some things. <laughs> and uh, once we actually get them into the game world. What, for whatever. For whatever reason whatever, they're in there, I don't know why. What, what once, game? We don't know. Once they're in there, then I'm going to take a look at them. And, and where? Modify know. who knows what. Yeah. Modify any colors or any shape problems that I have with them. If right. they have shapes or colors. If yeah, which have, we don't know. Who knows? I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this makes me think of the, oh the horrifying subreddit called Get Motivated. Oh, yeah. Where people are basically just passing around sort of like inspirational quotes. I love inspirational quotes, though. I'm a huge fan. Here's the problem. If you... If you fall into this trap, though, of believing that all you just all you need is, like, your daily dose of inspirational mm-hmm. quote, and then everything will work out, mm-hmm. you're going to have a bad time. I will say, sometimes I have to come just, from within instead of from without. If I've had— I'm going to quote that and put that on, on Get Motivated and Separated. If I've been having a, a hard time doing stuff, I think it is true that there's there's some weird form of procrastination that happens like that. You're like I'm gonna go read some of these get motivated quotes. Yeah, and then you just end up on R slash get motivated for two hours, being Mm -hmm. like, Yeah, I should be motivated. (laughs) Good. Now it's bad. And then you look, yeah, then you go to bed. Yeah. Yeah, So the trick is always just to do more. So don't. You need to learn to motivate yourself. Don't wait for inspiration to strike. Punch it in the mouth. Punch in the mouth. All Mm -hmm. right. Next question comes from its Teeth. You can quote us on that. Put that on a poster. Next question comes from Dageki. Dageki says. When de building a game, de the dage key. Dage key. When building a game, how do you manage shiny object syndrome and keep the feature list from getting too long? We don't. That's that's our yeah, secret. Yeah, I don't know what about our games would indicate that, <laughs> that we do that. I mean, Crashlands, good god. Although we, I mean we still we still cut out way more stuff than we put in. We did, but we, we kept also cut the uh, shit in all the way up until yeah. the, <laughs> okay. up until we launched the yeah. fucking thing. Yep, and then we put in some more then stuff we put in afterwards. More stuff. <laughs> yeah, a lot done. of it is is trying to trying to plan your your design development around you know the concept of the vertical slice or horizontal slice, whichever fucking direction uh, goes. Some there's you you just slices of shit. <laughs> the idea is you decide what the thing is supposed to do end to end, mm-hmm. right? And you just ask what is the what is the minimum set of things that gets me from one end to the other, and actually just get that laid out, right? And if you start with that and lay that out, then you'll know you'll know what it looks like to mm-hmm. do that, right? You'll you'll have all the pieces in place that you think need to be there. You'll know where it feels bad. You know where the holes are. You know what you know what parts need to be actually shored up, right? And what actually doesn't need to be, because it's easy to keep on imagining uh, cool things you can add, but actually understanding what they're going to do the to the thing yeah. is is impossible until you have it and can add it in there. Um, I, mean, we, I, I struggle with the same thing with with our tool development, right? Oh, of course, because yeah. we're making. Like, Andy and I are working on some sweet stuff right now, and uh, improving the, our art pipeline. And every time we do anything, I'm like, "Oh my god, we could! What if also we, do we could build this alert system that just sends emails? To everybody lets them know every time a new art asset is created. You know, like oh, there's other stuff we could we could just start getting pumped about these random little features, right? But actually, we don't need any of that. We, nope. we still just need the bare minimum. And then if it turns then out then we need a robot after people squid, use it, mm-hmm. then we can add more robots to it to do that kind of stuff, right? But yeah, it's about getting the minimal set first. Yeah, I think I remember when we talked to I think we talked to the editor of Touch Arcade like 6 months before Crashlands came out and he said, oh, "No, he's like, hey, what's the deal Like, this thing? Arriving or?" I said, "Oh, I'm like, I'm so glad you wrote. Uh, we got all these new features. We actually added we're adding a story." In, and his response was, "Maybe you should just call this game Crashlands. Uh, you know, like feature fe- creep, the game." Yeah. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, "Yeah, it's true." Yeah, so it's hard. Whatever. All right, next one comes, also comes from Dageki. Personal question. Ooh. Okay, I'm taking off my shirt. I for want a personal Twitch. question. And what follows is definitely not a personal question, so we're good. We're in the clear. <laughs> okay. Where do you go for gaming and game dev industry news? Gamesindustry.biz. Gamasutra. That's it. Yep. And then I'm disappointed every time. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. You just, every day you open up. And then you just kind of shake your head slowly. Yep. And you say, everyone's you sigh on to everyone's declaring things with no data. I'm going to move on. Yep. Yeah. So I, I basically just look to see what big things have happened in the industry, right? Because those specifically, are, those are just specifically, specifically though, to highlight what things have happened, not necessarily what people are saying about those right. things, right? People so are usually, there are, there are it's many nice to know, like when the Switch launched, for example. Yeah. That, that's useful information. Well, or, keep in mind though, that just as a good distinguishing line, there's, there's many fewer bits of news. If the only things that you actually count as news for yourself- Are things, are that, things happened. that happened. Not not <laughs> what everybody's yeah. been thinking about or talking about that thing. That's yeah. not news. It really actually, so this is a question- Those are, remember, those, are called, those are called opinions. Yeah, it might have been Degeki a while ago who's asking, how do you avoid sort of news burnout? Yeah. Um That's a good way to do it. Just what what happened? If you see a headline mm-hmm. and you think, this is just somebody's opinion, mm-hmm. then it's not news. No you need to move mm-hmm. on. Because you got and, your own opinions. Yeah. And the nice thing about that is then you only need about one sentence to- Yeah, I just read, I go to New York Times and read the headlines. You know what's my, you know what's my favorite move? Mm. My favorite move is when somebody asks you your opinion about some kind of a world issue, right? And you just say, oh, I'm not well informed enough about that issue to have an opinion on it. Mm -hmm. And they just have no idea what to do about this. Well, because it's hard for them to give them, to give you their opinion at that point, because they're like, I'm not, (laughs) well, who is the ambassador? Probably that it. Yeah. So we very, fired all very few people have all, <laughs> have all the information about most things. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm okay with just opting out of having opinions about stuff. Yeah, yeah I do a lot, point. actually. This comes back to the do an art fast thing. Just, yeah, just don't, do don't do that <laughs> part. Just, yeah. Don't do that part of life. <laughs> just you get got me. all this time for other things. Do the part mm-hmm. that you enjoy. All right. Next question comes from Angry Muffin. Yeah. Yeah. Angry yeah. Muffin says, how many... Hours are in a spin. How many minutes mm. are in an hour? <laughs> <laughs> but he put minutes and hour in quotes, so I think oh, what he okay. means is like gotcha. is like is a so a spin is a whoa nope day. Uh-huh. It's called right. a spin because the planet, is, clock. the planet is spinning, right? So I think what he's really asking is What's how the is minute? the how is a spin divided? Is a spin right. the smallest unit of time? On WoNope. Yes. That's, yes. That's so fine. so really it then, has decimal values. Yeah. Because a spin on Wonobe lasts for 20 minutes, Earth time. Earth time. Which means it's not very long. Right. And so. It's like 20 minutes. It's about. 20 minutes. <laughs> and so instead of breaking it down further, um, it just goes by decimals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you like like 0.1 spins. That's yeah. two I mean, you could have like a millispin if you want to, or a desi spin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We could probably. What about a centispin? spin. To we could probably break spins down kind of into like 20ths. Because like then that, like that, that would be one minute right. on Earth. And yeah. we could yeah. call those a thwup. Because like thwup, that's down like A helicopter, thwup, know, thwup, like a spin. Oh spin, yes, thwup. composed of thwops, sound of a blade spinning, yes, yeah. a thwop, yeah. You guys call it a blin, which is like a blade spin, a no, blin? it's still a confusing because it almost looks like spin, a blin yeah. thwop, it's true, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, we haven't figured this part out, <laughs> but importantly, a spin is 20 minutes, a spin is 20 minutes. You know, if you're doing anything for under or over 20 minutes, you're just doing it wrong. I think (laughs) exactly (laughs) 20 minutes on every activity you ever Mm -hmm. perform. Yeah. I mean, if you're commuting for over or under 20 minutes, that's inappropriate. Mm -hmm. Right. Because under Mm -hmm. 20 minutes, you can't really listen to a podcast or do much. Right. (laughs) Over 20 minutes. That's a long ass time. That means you driving. have to listen to an entire podcast. Yeah, like? I like the idea that the function of commuting is to listen to podcasts.
1: <laughs> That's actually that, that is, what it it kind it's of is what it's yeah. for.
0: And it, it, is, it is true. Like if I if I have a because driving to work, it's about twenty five to thirty five minutes every day, Um and so it's perfect time to listen to a short podcast or half of a long one. Right? Yeah. Do you listen on like, sped up? No, I just listen regular. I have a lot of car time, so you know. I'm a two X. I have to listen on two times. Well, that's, this this is a problem because your is commute is under 20 minutes. And now yeah. all of a sudden you have this problem. Yeah. Now when everyone's talking, I'm like, you're so slow. I, realize. <laughs> I only got 16 minutes to get to my destination. Terrible. Get out. with. Yeah. It. And when I, when I take uh when I take the dog to the daycare, you know, that's eight minute drive and then eight minutes back. Right. I can't do anything mm-hmm. during yeah. that time. Right. It needs to be 20 minutes. That's it. Do you <laughs> think you could get everybody to speed up how quickly they talk to the point where everyone's speaking at like double speed just normally? Because I can totally understand a podcast is doing it; it's just fine. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> well, nah. it's hard to enunciate at that at that speed, right? It doesn't yeah. sound like it's hard for them. That's, that's <laughs> because of computers. <laughs> <laughs> like I know you're an artist, and stuff, but there's computer magic that also goes. I understand. There. I'm talking so fast. <laughs> yeah, uh, but also there's the Pomodoro thing, right? Mm-hmm. Hey, Twenty-five minutes—that's too long. Keep it at twenty. Okay, then sure. I don't know what they're doing. We call okay. it the Spinadoro. Yeah. So you so when you're working, you, know, you you do twenty minutes of work at a time, then you take a twenty minute break. Every <laughs> <day>. <laughs> and listen to a podcast. Listen to a podcast. Go for a walk. Stretch mm-hmm. your legs. Stretch your whole body. You mm-hmm. know, this is, will be a very ineffective way to accomplish things, <laughs> but uh, you will probably feel good physically. We got to keep our competitive. Maybe not emotionally. I'm pumping out terrible advice. Yeah. Yes, all right, that's all true. Right. Do everything we say. Unless it would cause us to be legally implicated, in which case don't do it. Yeah. We never told you to do it. Nope. Yeah. Uh, in which case, in other words, though, if not doing it would cause us to be legally implicated, then do it. So do whichever <laughs> thing reduces our liability be- the most. <laughs> yeah. That's good. That's a good one. Okay. Yeah. Just, I, I mean, all we have to do is that's just just say- a good guiding principle in general, yeah. where if anything you're doing- is gonna somehow make us liable for it? Don't do that thing. <laughs> yeah, right. We're not liable. That's yeah. Weird. It's weird. It's weird in principle, <laughs> but don't. But don't we just get to say we cannot be held liable, and then we just can't? I think that's how it works. Which just like kind of ma- funny. it's like a magic spell. Well, it's there, there, like there's an, it's a prank. There's an assumption of risk uh, legal framework, right? Right. Because when you're listening to a podcast, you're assuming some risk. Yeah, because this, a podcast this came about. Touch you. This mm-hmm. came about when there was a, an amusement park ride called the Flopper. Okay and <laughs> and know. is this real this is real okay <laughs> And Since there's a lot of that crowd for those who, and uh, people started getting on there and they kept breaking their legs because it was literally, <laughs> <laughs> it was literally like a floor attached to this like crazy ass pneumatic piston thing. They'd that just was just like, up me, and like jack around <laughs> and, and people would get in there and they'd be like, ha ha, be flopping around. And every now and then somebody would like land on somebody or somebody would land weird when it's flopping. Like they would get flung up in the air and then it would flop again while they were hitting snap it, snap their legs, snap their legs. And so, <laughs> Yeah, just old school why amusement is, parks. Why did they just rename it the leg, <laughs> the leg the the breaker? The breaker. So they they uh one of the people who broke their legs, they sued the amusement park. Mm-hmm. And the court said, no, I mean if you get on a thing called the flopper and you and you can and you see, see it flopping people what around, it is doing, then you should not be so much of an idiot that you To get d- on it. That to either get on it or to even think that you could get on it without getting hurt, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So it's assumption of risk. It comes from the flopper. Mm. Yeah. So. Is that still true? Is that still how things work? Yes. Okay. Although it's become a little bit muddier, right? Yeah. Cause, because because now people are the too judicial, dumb to Yeah, I think I think the, the judicial system has sort of lost its faith in people's capacity to critically think <laughs> about whether or not they're going to die from doing it There's that question. And if someone actually approaches the flopper with the intent to go on it because it's an amusement ride. And they're dumb. Are they going to assume that it can hurt them? Yeah. Uh, they reasonably should, according but to the court. But are they going to? Right? <laughs> this reminds me well, of the no, economics. Because, no, because uh, the the sort of metric for yeah, the it's court. It's not about whether you're going. The metric to. for the court is whether or not a reasonable person would assume yeah. that. It you you sounds like economics. Well, to no, we because like, if yeah. you are unreasonable. They're both yeah. very soft. Yeah. Yeah. They're cuddly. This, which is why these kinds of things get overturned all the time and stuff, mm-hmm. right? And why, then, and why the law is not equally applied because. Because it in the year 1900 a reasonable person wouldn't get onto a machine that breaks their legs. But, but in 1980, nowadays, also people died all the time from everything. And there was just like, what happened to you? Right. Yeah. 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 They're just like, Oh, I got on a ride and died. And they'd be like, Oh, that kind of sucks. Yeah. That's you'll have another, that's kid. a normal thing you that know, happens right. because yeah. it's the year 1900. Yep. All right. Uh, next question comes from Alan Falcon. Yep. What <laughs> is grubby's D and D alignment? Ooh. What about juice box? Okay. So chaotic D D is dungeons and dragons. Uh, there are two. There's an alignment grid. Okay. that goes. It goes from chaotic to lawful mm-hmm. on one axis. And that basically so, that basically is your measure of how much you follow the rules. Yes. So mm-hmm. you can be chaotic, neutral, or lawful. Mm-hmm. So lawful meaning you always obey the law. Chaotic meaning you basically do always you do well. the opposite of the law. Mm-hmm. And neutral meaning well, who knows? <laughs> you could go either way, right? And then the other axis is good, neutral, or evil. Mm-hmm. Which is about your morals, right? Mm-hmm. So if you are like lawful evil, then you will always try to do horrible things within but the within law. the boundaries <laughs> yeah, of the yes. law. Well, but but so kind the like law, a, you like don't a, mean like the legal law. It means it means that the character, right? Mm-hmm. Has their own code strict set of code it's like yes. Dexter so kind of a Goldman yeah. Sachs or Dexter kind yeah. of thing right basically like by my by my standards I'm not going to necessarily break all the laws but I will take as much money from literally everyone yeah a right. so mm-hmm. gold- Goldman Sachs is lawful them. evil yes. yes yes right that makes sense yeah 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 grubby I would go with I think he's chaotic, chaotic neutral. neutral yeah I think so right because he's he doesn't actually what he's going out to do isn't it's like purely his own thing. Is he like, chaotic neutral? He might be true neutral, just neutral. Like true all is over. on that spectrum. Well, that's that's if, you, like neutral, that's if you're neutral, neutral double neutral. Neutral, neutral. Yeah, oh, I gotcha. yeah, yeah. Because he's not good or evil, but he also he, he literally just does whatever the fuck. He wants. I thought that was I thought he's that was what of... chaotic was because I thought lawful is you do exactly what your rule set. That's right. requires too. right. Well, no, it's not. It's not about your rule set because if you're because every person has their own code that they kind of live by, mm-hmm. right? Which means you could never be chaotic because that means you would always be going against your own code. Which I would now about be like, a new code. I think it's about like how solid the code is, right? Oh, maybe. You know, I don't know. we need to do some research. It's like the flopper, it's just you know, flopping yeah. all over the place. <laughs> What's the D&D alignment of the flopper? Of the flopper, it's yeah. lawful, lawful evil. I, lawful evil, It's <laughs> <laughs> true. If you get it, it will break it your will legs, break. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fine because assumption of risk. Okay, so grubby. Chaotic neutral or or, or true neutral. I loved the quest chain in Crashlands where Grubby stole every earthly possession of the Flungus King. And then that that results in a boss fight. (laughs) And for some reason, you are fighting on Grubby's side. Yeah. Even though Grubby... And you're like, wait a second. At the start of the boss fight, you you learn that Grubby just threw you into this fight because he just stole a bunch Mm -hmm. of shit. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. And of course, Grubby helps Tack and helps Hardic, mm-hmm. but in exchange for money. Yeah. So who knows? Yeah. Right? Who knows what his ulterior And then juice so. box. Juice box lives is good. Juice box is neutral. He is. Lawful neutral. Because mm-hmm. juice box will always deliver the packages. It's true. Yeah. No matter what. But I think he has different alignment depending on what the target is. For because for the packages. He's lawful neutral right yeah. but for everything else because all it gives a fuck about it is the packages that's what I'm saying though that's his code right yeah, yeah. is that deliver packages under all circumstances that's the rules mm-hmm. you don't break the rules mm-hmm. right? that's true right and so but if, sometimes it has it has moral implications well, exactly that moral implications, so that's why yeah. you're lawful but then on the on the morality side it's neutral because Cause cause it, it doesn't serves. matter yeah right? Interesting, man. if you have to murder 2,000 animals and then construct an entire base out of their bodies Mm-hmm. and then wipe out like a giant floating head that's trying to destroy a planet. Who cares? Because you got to get those packages delivered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And here's another question though. Hmm. This is Juicebox we're talking about, right? But what is interesting is that Flux is in the mix too. Yeah. Well, Flux and Juicebox are kind of well, they're a, a team. single entity. They're yeah, a team, right? A team. But Juicebox is always pushing Flux to get the packages delivered. Yeah, he doesn't give a shit. But there isn't really much of a point during the whole story that Flux seems particularly concerned about the packages. Yeah, she's just doing her job, you know? Yeah. She's just doing her job. I think it's kind of like when you have that friend who's always worried about being on time, then you just kind of stop worrying about being on time because you're like, nope. I mean, well, I, think, I think it would it. be like if you had a friend who was concerned about being on time and would drive on the sidewalk and run over pedestrians <laughs> <laughs> to make sure that they get to work. Well, I on mean, time. I think, <laughs> I think in terms of group dynamics, it's been shown that in like in flocks of birds or uh, in uh, what's a shoal of fish, if you have or murders of crows or murders of crows in all these situations, you have yeah. there's some certain a segment of the population that essentially takes on an attribute for itself that helps the group as a whole, but that would be terrible for the whole group to do. So for a fish, it's like there's certain ones that are more adventurous that'll sort of stray from the shoal a little bit to see if they can find food. Adventure fish. And what you find out, though, is that if those ones get eaten, <clears throat> so if they get eaten, then other ones just replace them. In other words, it's not like everybody... Whoa. Yeah, wait, wait, no, but hold on. Is that is that just an equilibrium state? Because those fish are constantly going out and then... So they have a state that they flip into, which is like, look at other shit state but then mm-hmm. only last for a short time right and then they come back into the shoal no i think it's like good. some other fish has looked at other shit time so just probabilistically speaking if that was the model now, I if it was the, a state machine, so it's the, sort of the, in the in the step event of the fish exactly. there's like a 1% chance per step <laughs> right that, that would venture. make it <laughs> so that it would <laughs> appear think, as if the uh, one fish is No no, replacing no i think another. it's, it's an actually a behavioral thing. yeah but how far can fish even see how do they even know their buddy well, not I'm very far. That's why they, that's science paper. That's why they have to get out of the school because they can only see like three inches. But the whole yeah. point is, I but think scientists if, mostly don't know statistics. If juice box wasn't there, then flux's alignment would probably be slightly different, and vice versa. Right? Mm-hmm. That's true. Probably for all social beings. All social beings. Well, but I, I think mean. interestingly, juice box doesn't ever do anything. Mm-mm. Flux does things, right? Yeah, yeah So true. Juice box will push flux to do. He's like the the devil on your shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> hey, those are some nice packages. Be ashamed if (laughs) something were to happen to him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Are you guys want to hit one more sure. All right. This last question of the day. Week of the week comes from also from Degeki. Okay. How would you define family today? Community? Mm. So I think it's also asking how we would define community also. Mm. Mm. And why today specifically? Well Well, the question is is there some temporal element? Well, yeah, because like you can't Mm -hmm. know how you're gonna define family. Tomorrow, That's true. You can assume. Or does the definition of family shift over time? Has it shifted in the last hundred years? Go. When the flopper was around, was family really the same? Well, I think (laughs) family was just the thing you threw into the flopper. (laughs) There there are a lot of people who have problems with their families. Mm -hmm. And in the sense that their families do not treat them well Mm -hmm. or whatever. Or they do not treat their families well. And there must be a lot of those people Yes. Given how many people there, <laughs> there's whose families treat them true. poorly. <laughs> In any kind of bad family relationship. Uh, In fact, relationship, relationship, most people treat their families badly. Now that I think about it. Maybe. Or the other way. Depending. Or the other way. Because it only takes one, on one side of that. That's true, yeah. Uh, so, it's something that's always kind of bugged me personally, is the idea that there's a group of people who are total dicks to you. hmm And... Aside from the fact that they created you, <laughs> which uh, is sure which is okay, it's cool and stuff. But Except it's a sunk cost. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you had no say in that. Nope. Right, and sir? it already happened. So, so you why th- throw good money yeah. after? <laughs> that? Yeah. So you're an innocent bystander in your own existence, okay, right? Sure. In your own creation. Mm-hmm. So now you're here, and the idea that. That if somebody repeatedly is just a, a huge douchebag to you, that you're supposed to just put up with it and uh, just allow that to kind of dominate your life, I don't like that idea. Mm-hmm. No, I don't stupid. like it. Yeah. So people say like you you can choose your friends, but you can't choose your family, which is true. But you can choose which is to, to, hang to hang out with not associate. Well, I think I think it's true by the original definition of family, which is basically like blood relations or whatever, right? which is a very but i think poor definition i think your family is the people who you decide to be close to mm-hmm. so your friends could be your family yeah. right i mean like family is just people who have your back mm-hmm. and who will just do whatever Mm-hmm. Uh, to help you I out, think, yeah, I think I think family is on the far end of the gradient between like st- stranger, right? So this goes stranger to family. Well, I think there's towards en- family. I think enemy is probably on the far end, oh, oh, and then arch nemesis yeah, yeah. is yeah, yeah. really yeah, yeah. out there. But so that means is, though, though, is family, that that their family, <laughs> yeah, that your uh, your legal your legal family may actually be in, on the enemy mm-hmm. side, right? right? Uh, In which case, you shouldn't actually use the word family for them. You should just refer to them as your enemies, right? So you're like, I have to go to the enemy's house this weekend. Blood of my blood. You know? Yeah. Like, literally blood everywhere, Mm -hmm. you know? Yep. But, because they're uh, your enemies. And yeah. They're, they're but so the, the more that somebody has your back and probably the more you can just like. It's a good, I think it's a good measurement. Yeah. And then the more that you can just hang out with them. Right. Mm-hmm. Even if nobody's like talking there to each other There might be like a two-dimensional axis there. Because like some people might just have your back all the time, but you might not necessarily want to just hang out with them. You know? <laughs> yeah. And vice versa. Could be. There might be a. That's possible. There might be a coordinate plane that we're looking yeah, at. Yeah, it might be. But the other thing is, people shouldn't have your back no matter what. You yeah. Know? Well, that's, that's thing does, thing that, really. Well, yeah, well, this is the other thing that the, the family definition does, right? Is it says, no matter what I do, mm-hmm. right? Or or even parents say this, like, that's oh, my kid. The un- unconditional relationship. Yeah. It's like their kid murders somebody. They're like, but, you know, it's my kid. I got to I gotta be there for him. It's like, no, no you, you don't. don't. No, you don't. It's a fucking... Nah. You murdered people. You know? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think... Yeah, I don't think that. But you know, we may sense. get some questions from people or some question submissions from people saying, "How can you know until you've had kids, you know, what that's like?" Just Doesn't have matter. a kid who murders everybody. Yeah, I hope I never do. <laughs> <so. laughs> it's uh, well, I mean, that's the same thing as as like as parents who say, "Like, I know, like, I understand this biological phenomenon because I'm a parent." Right? It's like, no, you don't. Those are literally unconnected things, Deports, right? right. Uh, you may have seen some things that hinted that, right? But your your one singular experience is not a collection of data on which to make scientific assumptions. But in any event, it doesn't matter because that's not what we're talking about here. What we're talking about here is just what a what a healthy way of approaching relationships is, right? And the healthiest way is if people are toxic beings, mm-hmm. cut them out of your life and don't look back and be fine with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we talk about it's, it's about dangs. It's about yeah. it's the people who replenish your dang kick Pe- out the well, dang thieves. people for it's people with whom you have dang parody where mm-hmm. you give dangs about them and they give dangs about you mm-hmm. uh, and that that is demonstrated regularly. That's right? Actually, true, yeah, yeah, that's what to, it's about. You have to avoid dang asymmetry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if somebody's taken your dangs because they're coming in and they're like, I need you to care about this thing in my life. Or they inject some new problem into your life that you now have to give dangs to, mm-hmm. right? They're like, they're I just, broke your child's legs on the flopper yeah, earlier mm-hmm. today. I, I threw Billy onto the flopper. <laughs> and now you have to take him to the hospital because yeah. this is not my problem, mm-hmm. right? That person just took up your whole like week's worth of dangs. Mm-hmm. And now you're not going to be able to... You don't practice the guitar anymore. Yeah, or, or churn butter or whatever. Or turn butter doing because yeah, at that time, because you ran out of dangs and it takes a lot of dangs to make butter. I think. <laughs> We've it, all been so there. smooth. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I think that covers yeah, that. That's about it. All right, folks. This has been Coffee with Butterscotch. Thank you very much for listening. And if you want to get your questions on to next week's episode, head on over to net. We did, we did. Churn through a lot of question butter this week. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, we're going to need some fresh cream. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and if you want to hear Sam's butt. talk, go to bit.ly slash hyphen 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 underscore underscore all caps camel case. Dot com. Spelled out. And uh... Yeah, but but seriously though, it's in the GDC. We'll put a, it. It'll it'll it will see. it will try somewhere. to find a link or something. Yeah. All right. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.